On this week's episode of Between Two Beers, we hear Megan Compain's remarkable journey from Basketball Hall of Famer to All Blacks commercial manager and all the best stories in between. And, and Michael Jordan was basically walking down the hallway getting held up by two of his, you know, people and he was done. And that was the game where he hit the winning buzzer of a shot and took it back to game six where I think they won in, in Chicago. So we sort of crossed in the in the hallway. And it was just sort of one of those, whoa. Like if I was on, you know, back at, if it was now, you'd be snapping away. Like yeah. social media. Between Two Beers. Listen on iHeartRadio or anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Radio Hauraki's Off The Record Podcast with Greg Preble. Let's have a chat with lead singer from Racing. G'day, Ed. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, really well, thanks. Uh, great to have another album from Racing in our ear holes. Must Be <laughs> The Moon is out now. It certainly is. Um, yeah, it took us a minute to get it together. We sort of started right before the pandemic hit, and so we had a few roadblocks along the way, but we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're finally you here. did it. Yeah. Some bands will meet like once a week in a practice space and have a rehearsal, and then that's when they'll jam together and come up with tunes. Did you guys sort of do it sporadically, or did you set aside a weekend or a week and have a getaway and, and really focus on what you needed to do? Uh, well, we had so much going on that we had to sort of do it in batches. So we'd do sort of three or four, and then we'd all get together, and then you know if we went back into lockdown or whatever, we'd sort of have to... We'd have a lot more time and then write some more songs and then think, oh, actually, that, <laughs> this one's better than that one. And then, you know, move into a sort of a new area. So the, the record kind of changed its sound a little bit because we had that segmented approach rather than just being able to sit down like the first one and just all get together in, in a room and just find our way together. We sort of had to adjust the way we work a little bit. Right. So it's more like a compilation album than a consistent album. Well, only because, not not that's, that's why we'd, we'd want it to be like that, but, mm. you know, the first recordings are from 2019 and the last one is from 20, so it's, it's over yeah. um, four years, so we would like to do two records in that time, probably. <laughs> True. Yeah. And um, during the recording process, you enlisted some New Zealand music legends to help you with the songs. We had been on tour opening up for the Dudes, um, How was that? All over New Zealand, it was it was genuinely a highlight of my life. I reckon because <laughs> um, I got to go on stage and sing Bliss ah, every night. So awesome. I've never been in the position before where the crowd is louder than the band. Until you know then, I mean? yeah. Until then, where where everyone was screaming um, the chorus and Bliss. So that was really cool. And anyway, so um, yeah, we kind of made friends with with Pete. We asked Pete if he'd come down and help us on one of these songs because just knew that he'd be he'd be perfect on it yeah and so he came down and helped us out and debbie harwood as well um came and helped us sing on southern lovers and and then kind of once we started we kind of liked (laughs) we liked those recording sessions because people would come in and we could sit down and have a beer with them and chew their ear off a little bit listen to all their old stories and so we just kind of kept doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we, right. we had all sorts of people on the tracks, Ricky Morris as well. Yeah, so Peter Rillich and Debbie Harwood and Ricky Morris, they're all huge names from the 80s. Yeah, it seems to be like, <laughs> it seems to be um, an era that we work with that, with that group yeah. of people. Um, but they're all ridiculously talented, so it's a no-brainer, really. Let's play a tune from the new racing album, Must Be The Moon, yeah, well, the funny thing about talking about In Silver is that it, 
it just all came in a flash. I had very little to do with it. It just appeared. <laughs> um, so why did I um, say the words uh, silver and, you know, where did that all come from? Um, and it's just, there was absolutely zero planning. It just appeared. And I was like, whoa. And then um took it around to Sven's house and then he added all the bits and pieces and um, helped, helped with the chords and changed them around. And, and then after that, it was just done. <laughs> It's yeah. Sven is your guitarist, and you guys played together back in the day with the Czechs, so you obviously have a uh, a great relationship musically. Yeah, I guess we have a sort of uh, a, a kind of relationship where we don't have to um, think about it too much these days. We know how each other work, and um, yeah, we're pretty... We can do things pretty quickly these days. <laughs> you can finish each other's sentences. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's check exactly. out the song that is that was done just so easily, just like that, uh, from racing. He's in and silver, that's not, and, that, and that's not um, something that happens a lot, right? This is a one-off, yeah. just one of them things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Uh, this is in silver on Hodaki. Turn it up.
It's Radio Hodaki, and that's In Silver by Racing. We're lucky enough to have their singer Ed with us on the phone now on 0800 Hodaki. Ed, thanks for playing the song for us. Yeah, no worries, man. And you were just saying that it just came to you without you even thinking about it or realising you just wrote it down like yeah, you're in some sort of a trance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was slightly less romantic settings than that. Were well, you possessed? I think I was potentially just not even thinking. And, uh, yeah, it just sort of um, appeared. But it's been going down really well at these shows on the Must Be The Moon tour. You started that tour a few weeks ago in Mount Maunganui and then went to Raglan, Wellington, Whanganui, Queenstown. You, you guys have been all over the country. I think um, people are just really, at the moment, are just really keen to be out of the house <laughs> and to be going to things and um, getting back into going out and seeing live music. And that kind of meeting with us feeling the exact same way has just led to some of the most memorable shows of our career, I guess. Have you been doing encores? Uh, yeah, we have been doing encores. We've been doing everything, really, right. at these shows. Yeah, we've been playing for quite a long time, and um, crowds are just, they don't they don't want to, like, go home. They want to stay and dance. We even thought about one night, like, you know, how long could we actually play for? Could you do a Bruce Springsteen and go for three hours? Well, we were thinking it, be, it might be fun to, like, just push the boat out on that idea and see, see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, do it. I mean, you've got two albums worth of material. There's probably other tunes you've got that we don't know about. And then uh, there could be some covers that you could pull out. Yeah, we, we were thinking about covers as well. We've done quite weird covers, actually, in the past. We've spliced like a Moby song into the end of Rum Wild one night. Wow. Um, we were just playing uh, and then somehow figured out and shifted the chords around and Rum Wild turned into a Moby song. <laughs> That was just sporadic, just happened in the moment yeah. on stage one night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we, if we had a bit more planning, we could <laughs> we could maybe get to three hours. Well, with your latest album, Must Be The Moon, you had some collaborations from Peter Illich at The Dudes, from Debbie Harwood from When The Cat's Away, and Matthias Jordan from Pluto, and Ricky Morris from his own solo material and Tex Pistol, and he was in The Dudes as well. You've got all these uh, Kiwi 80s references that you could pull from, maybe do one of theirs. We could, and we could get them involved as well, maybe do a, do a few of these. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were saying before that when you went on tour with the dudes, you went on stage with them and helped sing Bliss. Yep. I, I think I could do a few of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Be mine tonight, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, maybe, yeah, those ones might be hard. <laughs> the really high dobbin ones, that might be hard, oh, but yeah. everything else would be doable, I reckon. So... You were in Gisborne and Napier on the weekend. How was the bay, the East Coast? Napier was one of the highlights, I reckon. Awesome. Um, yeah, played the cabana, and um, yeah, loads of people came out. And it's, it's, it's nice because for some of these songs, the crowd does most of the singing, and I just kind of like lead it, lead it all along, which is great because the thing just kind of moves by itself. And because I've always really thought that, that, this shows that it's actually the people that make it special and you sort of just do it for them. But once people really know your songs, they can kind of take it on themselves. You can just sort of guide them along and like play the chords and they, and they sing it. They become part of the song. Yeah. They kind of find their voice. And you've got one more show on the tour after being up and down the North and South Islands. You're finishing up at the power station in Auckland this Friday, this Friday night at the power station, 
it's our first ever headline show at the power station. So we're all pretty excited. It feels kind of like a bit of a moment in time uh, and like a little bit of history for us personally, just because I think we always had in the back of my, our minds that to play um, the power station and, and beyond. So it's, um, it's a nice moment for us. So we'll be celebrating. Yeah. And will there be a pep talk and a huddle before going on stage? Uh, there will be a huddle. I'm not sure how peppy the talk will be, but <laughs> we definitely won't um, take this moment for granted now. So if you're out there and you're thinking about something to do on Friday, come along. Yeah, be, be special. Be part of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ed from Racing, thank you so much for your time on Hodaki. Thanks for having me. Radio Hauraki's Off The Record podcast. Why not subscribe so they download automatically? And don't forget to rate us. Five stars. Thanks, mate. Find out more about this podcast and the people who make it at hauraki.co.nz. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.